But we're also going to watch just a, a brief video here. Some of you might have seen this before, some of you might not have, but it's just to kind of before we get started, give us the context of, um, you know, what goes on in motherhood. Maybe this one, I think, kind of encapsulates that there's more than meets the eye to this assignment of motherhood. So let's check it out here. That's, there you go. We can release kids if you haven't released them yet. <laughs> That's all right. I can watch this video and then we can release them.
Alright, well if you haven't released kids yet, feel free to take them to Sunday school here and uh, we'll go ahead and pray and get started here. And I actually need to find my notes and sit back there. But anyway, we'll pray and go from here. Guys, with us to bow our heads together. Ah, well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you that we can come together and, and worship you. Uh, thank you, Lord, that we can come together and, and honor the moms in our midst here. God, I just pray that uh, as we look at some of these verses, that you would help us to, to catch, uh, maybe in a greater way than we ever have, the, the value that you have placed on mothers. God, we didn't invent it. It's not what society did. It's what you did. And, uh, God, I just pray you'd help us to see that and um, help us to figure out how we can best express that in this church, Lord, and um, with the moms you've given us. And um, But we just commit this morning to, to your glory. We pray you guide us, open our eyes and our hearts to hear from you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let me see. Uh, there's a clicker here. And I got my notes right back here. So So any any of you moms out there resonate with that video? You sign on some more in the motherhood than you previously thought. I think uh, I think it's quite possible that there's, there's quite a lot to it here. But uh, I'm going to start with a, a joke that I found here recently that I thought was interesting and I thought it might resonate again with some some of the moms that are in the room here. This joke that was passed on to me was called uh, something like people hanging on a rope. And I've changed it to call it either the wise woman or the shrewd mom. So it goes like this. Um, Eleven people were hanging on a rope under a helicopter. Ten men and one woman. The rope was not strong enough to carry them all, so they decided that one had to leave because otherwise they were all going to fall. They weren't able to choose that person until the woman gave a very touching speech. She said that she would voluntarily let go of the rope because as a woman, she was used to giving up everything for her husband and kids and for men in general and was used to making sacrifices with little in return. As soon as she finished her speech, all the men started clapping. <laughs> very good. That's a very wise woman there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it, it, in some ways, though, as the joke, I think, can capture maybe a small snapshot of uh, how moms can feel and maybe the, the value and the view that society has on the role of, of a mom and motherhood. And, you know, sometimes you might feel that, that's, that you are sacrificing and then people just assume it and expect it and would applaud if you just, you know, take ownership of that and, you know, let go of the rope. But, um, but you know, God has a different view of, of motherhood and the value of a mom and um, you know really I think we're living in a, a day and age in this country in the United States where where motherhood has less of an esteem less of a value less of a significance than it has ever had in the history of the United, the United States you know there was a time in the movies and things where you know you had a you know a, what leave it to beaver and you had some of the different the picture the society had was this mom that worked at home and that she raised the kids and the dad went to work and both of them had a very dignified 
identified role. And over time, it's kind of changed that if, uh, if you're a woman that uh, is not getting a salary, does not have some sort of corporate aspirations and title and things like that, there's the really, it's kind of, I think society's turn is that it's all right to be a mom just as long as you also do all these other things. You know, I think of a quote here I read recently that, you know, it says this, it says, um, it says, all mothers are working mothers. You know, and I think in this day and age, it's not really seen that way. A lot of times it's like you're a working mom if you also have a job, you get a paycheck, and you're somehow raising the kids. You know, and I, I think that um, that is a, maybe a disservice to what God uh, would think about the role of motherhood. You know, and um, so it's great when society agrees, and you know, there was a time where that, you know, people would support the wife to, to stay with the kids and raise the family, and that was an honored thing, and, and we don't live in that anymore. And really, in some ways, I think of the show like, uh, what's, you know, what's one of them for, uh, popular, it's been popular for a number of years now, but Desperate Housewives, you know, it's like, they don't view motherhood the same, it's kind of this, oh man, is that your lot in life? Sorry for you. And, and that's how it's viewed in the media and stuff. And, and I, I hope this morning that we would see, maybe reset our view of the value of a mother and the value of motherhood. Because uh, there's nowhere else in the world where you're going to get this. It used to be the case society would help us out, but that is not the case anymore. And so we're going to look at some four places where we can really uh, reconnect with the source of, of significance, you know, as it relates to motherhood here. So uh, the first one we're going to look at here is just really we're going to start, where am I pointing this thing, right here maybe? There we go. Uh, we're going to just start with what God thinks about this role, this role of motherhood. Um, this is a verse I was looking through. There's a number of different verses we can pull from on on the role of a mom, the value of a mom. And I thought this one was a pretty strong one here. Um, and it's, you know, it's Jesus, and Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament, and, and here's, here's what he has to say here. Um, Jesus replied, um, and, why do you, um, and why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? You know, I think you could easily say, and you, why do your, by your society standards, your cultural standards, why do you directly, uh, you know, violate God's command, God's way of thinking here. It says, for instance, God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. You know, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty strong statement. You know, and in our, in our day and age, obviously, we don't put people to death very often, much less kids that are dishonoring their mother and father. Could you imagine if uh, the death sentence was given to kids nowadays for that? There would not be a lot of kids running around, right? So, I mean, it would be a... But, but to me, you know, one of the things I just see in that is that God was saying this is such an important deal that if you violate this, if you're disrespecting your mother, it should be death, you know? And, and God wasn't, you know, He was saying, hey, this is so important, you've got to catch this. And that's the society that, you know, He was uh, encouraging them to have. There was such an honor for parenting, and, you know, in this case, especially motherhood, that uh, there, there was a reverence there backed by God and you know obviously we've come a long ways from that I think it's interesting to note that when you look at the Ten Commandments you know Jesus was quoting from the Ten Commandments and he said specifically honor your father and your mother and it goes on to give a promise related to that but there's no other of the Ten Commandments that calls out a person so clearly and says honor them you know you could say honor your boss you know honor your boss at work or else you know you're in big trouble or, you know, husband, 
honor your wives and wives, your husbands and different things. The only one that it calls out specifically in all of that is for you to honor your father and your mother. And I, we've got to catch the significance in that. It's a, it's a big deal in God's eyes. It is not a big deal in this culture in which we live. And we're going to have to decide which way we want to play this out. But God thinks it's a big deal to honor our mothers here. Um, and so let's see now the other ways we're going to look at. So we need to, um, you know, basically, the basic point is to know and obey what God says about honoring mothers. I love how that line just says there, you know, you're kind of making up your own rules in, in society here, but God says honor your father and mother, you know. It's kind of like God's pulling one of those, you know, sometimes kids ask, well, why do I have to do it like that? Well, because mom says, right? But this is one of those where we go, well, why do we have to have these values? Because God says that's how it should be. God designed it. He wants us to honor this role of motherhood. Um, and in some ways, we're going to just look at the, this, this is the first principle here. We're going to look at a couple other ones. I'm not getting into a lot of the practical details. My hope is that if God touches your heart on this, you'll figure out the details. You'll make the phone calls. You'll do what's necessary. We've done teaching sometimes where it's on a lot of the practicals here. But, but I hope you catch the heart, God's heart for your mom and for motherhood in general. Um, and, you know, the rest is details. You work that out. But um, we need to obey what God says about honoring mothers here. Um, the next one we're going to look at is, is this one here. You know, I think another source of encouragement we can have, a source of understanding the value of motherhood. There's another verse that I didn't put up here, but uh, it says this in Psalm 16:6, and, and I really love this. This is from the New American Standard. But it says, The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Indeed, my heritage is beautiful to me. You know, and I think about that as a, a church and as an a association of churches that we are a part of. But when it comes to this thing about honoring parents, your father and mother, honoring God's design for marriage, honoring these different things, we are blessed. And I feel so blessed to be a part of a heritage of men and women who, in spite of what the culture has said, they're trying to do what God says. And we have uh, men and women leaders in, in our association of churches that really have passed on to us a godly heritage. It, it's, um, God says to do it, but they have lived it out. And some of your parents are the same way, but there's people who've lived out these values that God has, and they've been blessed by it, and the people around them have been blessed by it. But when it comes to our churches, we really have um, some men and women that... Uh, have led the way in trying to do things God's way, and there's been a different result. We've talked before on some of the results about them. The statistics nowadays about kids when they leave their homes, uh, the percentage that continues in the faith that their parents gave them, you know, it's, uh, it's unbelievable the amount that walk away from their faith when they walk away from their home. And, it, you know, it's something like the Baptists had a, a number that was, um, you know, something like 80% when they leave their home uh, you know, go to college and things like that would leave the church for the rest of their lives. And, you know, we've been blessed with a heritage of, of men and women that have tried to live things out God's ways. And the numbers on the kids that continue to follow Christ, many of them within our association of churches, but those in general, the, the number is over 90% of kids that in this day and age, that when they leave home, they continue to follow Christ because of, um, you know, the things they were given along the way, the things they were taught. But we've had some women. How many of you made it to the women's conference this, this past couple months ago, some of you? Um, how many of you enjoyed that, were blessed by that? There was a number of women there that in some ways uh, have been 
a part of that heritage that has been given to us. Some godly women that, you know, I think of Selma Clark has raised, uh, is it nine kids that she has? Is that right, hon? Dennis and Selma in this world raised nine kids that, um, you know, to follow Christ and to, to live for Him. And um, being one, I mean, having nine kids in general, that's looked down upon. In this world, they, they think you're crazy. Um, if you get maybe 19 kids, you get a TV show, but nine or less, um, nine or less is not that esteemed. Nineteen might get you, land you a deal. Um, but an eight, if you got hex tuplets, might do something as well. Um, so it's John and Kate plus eight there. But, um, but we just, we're just blessed, and we need to know that there, there's people out there that value God's design. They've modeled it for us. And this verse, you know, just goes on to say, I love what it says. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Men and women, if you're going to walk in God's view uh, of motherhood and what it means to, you know, the value and the esteem for a mother, it's got to be, it's going to have to be a faith thing, you know, at, at its core. You know, we have to remember our leaders and think of the, what they've done and um, consider the outcome. You look around and go, boy, I really want to have a family like that. Who are you pointing to? You know, who I'm pointing to is those men and women who have taught me this way of life of following Christ. Um, you know, the Rick and Neva Witness, Whitney's, the Dennis and Selma Clark's, the different moms and dads who have uh, showed us, Here, here's how it's supposed to be, and they've given us a, an example that we go, you know, if, if I try to apply faith to what God says, here's how it could turn out. And that's how I want my family to turn out, and I hope you do as well. But that, again... It says imitate their faith. There's no way you're going to stick to God's value system in this world that you live if you're not doing it by faith because no one else is doing it like this. It's becoming less and less common. It's becoming more and more looked down upon to be a mom who is devoted to raising your kids and staying at home. You know, a stay-at-home mom, that is like one of the biggest slurs you can have on a woman nowadays. Well, you're a stay-at-home mom. You know, sorry. Um, but that's not the way God views it. And we need to catch that. That's not the way these men and women who've taught us the Christian life. It's not the way they've viewed it either. And they've gotten very different results from everyone else out there. And we're just blessed by that. We need to know that. Um, that's another place we can just see the value in motherhood. Um, another place we need to think about here is um, is this one. Here, this verse. Um, you know, it, it says, Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. You know another place that mothers need to be encouraged in the value that they have and the significance they have, a place they should be esteemed? Men, husbands, is right from you. You know, God's the one that set uh, the standard, but He wants that honored through, through husbands, through those who have gone before us, through our church. But men, how are you doing at valuing the role of a mother in your home because if you're not valuing it who else in this world do you think should you know God has placed you there and this has got to be one of your roles here and you know we're going to look at two examples here um, of of how this could play out here Um, one example you know is maybe not the best example and then we're going to look at a better example here I hope you enjoy these but here's an example of maybe husbands how things should not play out in your marriage and encouraging your wife. I have done the very smiling and I've been helping marriages for years improve and I've got a couple of friends who have some very unique insights in the marriage and I want you to meet them. Hey, 
talk about something that we think we bring a lot of wisdom to you. And that right, Dr. Dawson? Uh, well, these powerful that's that's our co We've got some killer narratives that we think that are really going to knock your socks off. Yeah. So let's do some dance and get this party started and help America out all over the country. No, no, let's go ahead and just roll the steps, no dance. When you get a chance, finish your wife's sentences for her. <laughs> it's important that she knows that you know where she's going with a particular thought or sentence. Yeah, that's it. I know you, I love you, and you're predictable. But, anyway. <laughs> We're on vacation. Have fun. But make sure your wife knows exactly how much this thing is costing. <laughs> Now remember, allowing her to feel guilt can actually be a good thing. Right you are, because guilt is actually an acronym for good financial stewardship. When you're in an argument, it's easy to use the time that your spouse is talking to come up with what you want to say next. So it goes like this. You see. And then while she's speaking, you think, and then you speak again. And that's how the killer comeback happens. Surprise your wife with a weak interest. Or you and your buddies. Cousin, doing this will help her see that you're taking care of your needs. And taking care of your needs will give you the ability to take care of her needs. You know, putting your kids in time out works for most parents. But putting your spouse in time out can also be really effective. <laughs> putting your spouse in a time out chair will hopefully help her see things from a different perspective, preferably yours. If you get your first back, I'll let her know that you're having a hard time coming her apart for the children. Whenever your wife tells you about something she wants to buy, Respond with the sound effect of a cash register. <laughs> Here's a little role play for you. Hey, honey, I'm going to go buy some skinny jeans. Touching. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm going to go get some bread now. Touching. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, those are kind of horrible tips. Okay. I mean, when you think about it, uh, those were killer tips, and I think they like kill most marriages. Well, I guess we're at an impasse now. Awkward. <laughs> Here's an idea, though. If keep the video rolling, let's just do the robot at the end and send the thing off with some fun. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I tell you what, I was, you know, uh, a little bit uncomfortable by this. It's kind of, like, weird. <laughs> And then we're going to watch another clip here, but I'll set the stage a little bit. But, um, you know, hopefully you picked up some things not to do, husbands, as you're trying to encourage your wife. You know, and I, unfortunately I've tried a number of them before. You know, I used to think that, you know, thinking up your argument while she's talking is a way to, you know, make the killer comebacks. But it's really, that doesn't work very well. Um, but uh, anyway, here's an example, husbands, of, of you know, some way you might uh, bless your, your wife that, because of your relationship, became a mom. And here's an example I think that we get here in, in Mr. Cosby that might encourage you here. 
the mom, and the, you know, and I'm talking about specifically and especially your wife in this case. You know, you can encourage all the moms out there. That's great, but I, but I'm talking about the, the the mommy sitting right next to you. You make sure you're praising her. And I think about this thing, you know, that her kids arise and call her blessed. You know, uh, how do you think that's going to happen? You know, you've had kids at all. You've seen them start. They don't just start waking up going, Mom, I just want to bless and praise you today. You know, uh, they're going to need to follow their father's example. If someone sits down with the scriptures, you know, it's not the mom going to be, Kids, don't you see? You're supposed to rise up early and bless me today, you know? You know, I think, uh, Dads, you might be the ones that need to lead out in that by your example. Maybe pass this verse on to them as well. But we want to support you, husbands, as you support your wives and keep them encouraged. And if you need to do a, you're not a mommy night or something like that, do that as well. We'll find some babysitters for you. Um, but anyways, that's, we just need to catch that. Um, let's look at this, um, this last one here. Um, so, you know, so God places a value on motherhood. And, and we have uh, men and women who've gone before us, who've lived out that value, and they show you, they've shown us, hey, this, this actually can work, and it can be a very dignified thing. And then we have husbands stepping up and, and reaffirming this role with their wives to our moms as well. But there's another you know, place that we need to do that, and we need to do that as a whole. And we need to let you know, moms, here at the Firehouse Church, um, maybe you have uh, another job as well. Maybe you are working, uh, staying home with mom. Maybe you're homeschooling. Maybe you're doing, we just want to let you know whatever phase of motherhood you're in, we value you. We esteem the role that God has given you. Other churches may or may not, but we just want to let you know we value that. We think it's a high calling that God has given you. And, and we just need to make sure that we encourage it. You know, one of the things I think we need to avoid sometimes is the attitude that, um, you know, there can subtly be an attitude sometimes when we go to support a mom in the church. We have such a wonderful church where people help and serve. Right now, some of the girls just um, uh, decided to help in Sunday school this morning so some of the moms could be here and sit in on this. And we have people that just have that heart to serve and support moms. But we want to make sure we, we don't have a subtle, uh, wrong attitude on that where we can go, it's kind of like... You know, we look at a mom, we look at her hard work, and we go, geez, you know, that's a, that's a rough lot in life. And if I could just give her a reprieve from that and help get her out of that unbelievable burden that God has placed on her, and I'll let her escape. You know, that seems nice, but really that's, that's not honoring the role of a mother. That might be a nice thing to do. There's a way to do that same thing that says, you know, this is a, such a valuable thing that I'm willing to help you out and sacrifice so that, that to be a blessing to you because I see what you're doing as a high calling. And there's a way to go about that. We want to make sure we don't have that subtle shift on like, can you just help me to escape this law and life that God has given me? That's not the heritage we've been given. That's not what some of the godly women that have um, passed on this way of life to, to our wives that's not what they did. They weren't looking for a way out. They were blessed. They saw it as a high calling, and, and people honored that as they helped them out. We want to make sure we do that as well. Um, there's a few things to. Um, I just want to catch us to have us to think about here. You know, um, as I was thinking about, it, I just think this verse here is one that um, Jesus said this many times. This verse that we're looking at here, um, and I'll just read it to you, and we'll talk about it. But it says. Many who are the greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. 
And Jesus said this many times, many times. But when I look at around the room and all the different hats we wear, you know the one that I think is probably the least valued in this society is those of you who wear the mommy hat. You know, there's a lot of different roles in life that people are like, ah, you're pursuing a degree, great. Oh, you, you, you have kids and you have a professional career as well and you have a cool title there. Cool. But those that are called moms, stay-at-home moms, moms that are in the grind, busy in their homes, as Titus 2 talks about them, I, I think that is one of the least, uh, well, or one of the most looked-down-upon roles that we have in, in, in life that's uh, represented here. And, but I also think there's a way if you carry that role and you live that out in faith, I think there's something that Jesus is talking about right here that it's really going to be a shocker when we get to heaven. There's some people here who've gotten a lot of kudos, a lot of praise, a lot of credit. And there's some people here who don't. And when we get to heaven, God says, I'm watching you. I'm watching how you've carried out your assignment, your responsibility. And God is going to have that rewarded in a way that I think there's going to be a lot of surprises when we get to heaven. You know, and I sometimes have imagined, you know, if there's some sort of line as we're waiting to get into heaven, we're getting processed or something, and not biblical at all, but just the idea, we're there, you know, going through the pearly gates, talking to St. Peter, as the Saint, you know, the jokes go or whatever, but um, I, I just imagine sometimes I'm standing in line, and I look, you know, and it's kind of like a, one of those amusement parks on a bad day, and there's just all these zigzags in the line, and there's people just for miles and miles and miles, and way up in the front of the line, I see my wife. And I go, there she is. I don't even know. Do you remember me, honey? It's me. And, um, you know, and I'm standing way, way in the back of the line with some of you other husbands there. And we're looking up there. There she is. She's way up there. And she's so radiant. And there's such a, a glow about her. And wow. And, and I think when we get there, folks, it's going to be very different than it plays out here. I really do. Jesus said this over and over again. I think he, was, he, he knew the reality of the situation. And if we don't catch it now, it's going to be a real shocker. And moms, if you don't catch it now, and you're looking for your kudos in the here and now, and not doing things by faith, and just plugging away, you might miss it as well. You might be in the back of the line with some of us. Um, but there's a, a real glory that God has placed on this role. And we need to know that as a church. Moms, you need to know that you're... Your role is a high calling. You're doing a noble work. You guys are laying down your lives for your kids, and it's an awesome thing, and I think it's going to be even more awesome when we get there. And I think of some of the words here um, that, you know, that kind of remind me of this. C.S. Lewis had uh, a thought that some of you might have heard before in his writing, The Weight of Glory. But he kind of put it like this, you know, and um, I, I think of this in light of you moms here. But um, it is a serious thing, says Lewis, um, to remember that the dullest, most uninteresting person that you may talk to uh, one day may be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship, or else a horror and a corruption such as now if you, met, you, you meet it all only in a nightmare. All day long we are in some degree helping each other um, to one or the other of these destinations. It is in the light of these overwhelming possibilities. It is with the awe and the circumspection proper to them that we should conduct all our dealings with one another. All friendships, all loves, all play, all politics. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. 
nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are mortal. And their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. You know, I just think we've got to catch this, folks. There's a a representation of your character that you've lived here on earth that will be in heaven, that will have a glory to it that we don't catch it. We don't get it right now. There are no ordinary people. And I believe, again, in our society, the ones that seem the most ordinary might, when we arrive to heaven, be the most glorious creatures that you could ever imagine. And, And that's an awesome thing. And that's a scriptural thing. But we just want to let you know moms of the firehouse that uh, we value you we esteem you we're going to work to encourage you and support you as best we can as a church as best we can if you're a husband as best we can you know looking to our godly heritage as best we can teaching and understanding the word of God and so um, you know the last thing I just want to leave us with is just that moms you have a an influence that uh, there's a couple ways here of just to think about it, Billy Graham put it like this. He quotes the guy speaking about motherhood and the influence that you have. Um, this is Lord uh, Shaftesbury, and he says this, Give me a generation of Christian mothers, and I will change the whole face of society in 12 months. Give me a generation of Christian mothers, mothers who catch this, who catch God's design for life, and I will change society in 12 months. Um, there's another quote. You might have heard this before. This is uh, William... Ross Wallace, um, not to be confused with like William Wallace, Braveheart guy, but uh, I imagine him saying the same thing. It would be more powerful, maybe. Um, but it's the quote that you've probably heard before: "The hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world." And, and mom, whether you know it or not, you hold in your arms the next generation. You have the influence in your arms and there's people in this world that would love you to hand off your influence of the next generation to them. And they might give you some money, they might give you a title, but they want to be the one to impart a vision to your child. They want to be the one that gives them propaganda, misplaced values. There's people that would love to have your influence, moms. There's people, that I was out on campus a couple weeks ago and there was a girl that was debating with our preacher friend that was there and she was just like, she was irate at the idea that parents would pass on their faith and their way of life to their kids. She thought it was unbelievable that parents would be so bold as to pass it on. And she was offended at that idea. There's, there's people that would love to take your children and teach them what they think is right and wrong, what should be valued and not valued. And more and more it is... Uh, in such stark contrast to what God values. And men and women, you're doing a noble task. You have a high calling. Keep it up. Keep it up. I believe you will be influencing the leaders of this next generation. As this world gets darker, you're going to be able to help commission and send some bright lights into this world around us. And keep it up. We're for you. You're doing an awesome job. We love you. Um, I'm going to close with this one more video here. And really... uh, I just encourage this to, to speak to your hearts, moms, about the value. It's a, video, it's a song called It's Gonna Be Worth It. But, you know, I was thinking if I could have put a PowerPoint together for this song, I would have just had a PowerPoint that had a picture of maybe you, women, as young girls, when you were being raised, your moms were raising you. And then as you've grown up, and some of you have now become moms, and, and just imagine these pictures going, um, 
and, and God's speaking to you, telling you it is, it's going to be worth it here, moms. And we're going to watch this video, and we'll call it a morning here.
Lord Jesus, we just uh, thank you for this morning here. Lord God, I just, I just pray that you would help each one of us to catch your heart, Lord. Um, God, just even as we're looking at the, the slides there, Lord, help us to catch your heart for each one of us, that you thought it would be worth it to die on the cross for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you did that. Lord, I just pray you would help every mom in this room catch your heart that it, that it is going to be worth it. All that they put in, all the blood, sweat, and tears, you reward heavily in heaven. Help every mom to catch that, Lord. That help us to honor our moms as you've intended in your glorious design. That it was not arbitrary, it was not accidental, it was a design that you put in place on purpose. Help us to honor the moms you, you've given us. God, give us ideas. Catch our heart in this, and I know the rest is details, Lord. God, help us to be a church that values and esteems the moms in our midst and all the different phases of life and all the different ways it looks right now. Help us to support and, and encourage them. God, help us as husbands to, to praise the wives you've given us, to praise the, the moms that are, the mom that's in our home with us, the mommy that's laying down her life for the kids there, Lord. God, help us to encourage our wives as husbands. God, thank you so much for the godly heritage you've given us of men and women who value that when it was against the tide and you've given such different results. Lord, we thank you for that, that your word has proved true. And in all this, Lord, we just want to honor you. We thank you for this day. God, help us to enjoy you throughout the day. Help us to honor you and honor our moms. Um, We just pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for coming this morning and uh, we'll see you next week.